Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Jay Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. turn to your neighbor and say, he's a good God. Well, tell your neighbor, you looked at me, tell your neighbor, he's a good God. (laughs) And he's a merciful God. Yes, he is. Father, we come to you tonight with an open heart. Thank you for the presence of your anointing. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the anointing that destroys the yoke. We come to get together in one accord to respond to you, to use our faith to receive. We thank you for the honor that we have of being in a day where revelation is flowing. And it's an hour of the last hours, the last days. So we thank you, Father, for the rain, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, things that you've planned for this hour and even have reserved for this time. We open open our hearts to respond, to see it happen in our midst. In Jesus' name, give us utterance and ears to hear, and we thank you for the confirmation of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, turn to your neighbor and tell them this is healing school. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you can greet somebody else and be seated. Praise God. It's going to be a little different. This semester is going to be a little different than some of our former semesters, and so uh, we look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it myself. How many of you have not gotten a syllabus of the uh, class? You've not gotten a syllabus of the class. Few of you. There's John. He's going to hand some out. I just wanted to make sure everybody gets one. This will give you an idea of some of the things that are going to be covered. Now, This is what we want to cover. It's going to be difficult probably to get it all covered. So uh, keep your hand up until John here, our trusty on the spot, prompt to good looking usher, gets to you. Praise the Lord. So I know if you're just coming in, we did start a little early because announcements got done early. So you're not late. We're just early. All right. Everybody get one that's wanting one? Keep your hand up if you've not gotten one. Maybe have to make some more. Okay, all right. Well, after service, just lay them back there, John. After service, uh, you can get them back there at the back table. Um, you'll see on here, if you got it, and if you don't, you can look at your neighbors, some of the things down there under the subjects that will be covered uh, that we're going to try to get to. Um, I'm already getting led, started to, you know, led to start a little different way than I had planned. So where we end up, we don't know. <laughs> How much of this we'll cover, we don't know. But um, one of the things that I wanted to do is, uh, you know, just get started in the class and see what is necessary to cover. Because, you know, if some things aren't as necessary, then we won't want to just cover things that aren't as necessary. We want to minister what the Spirit of God wants to say. But notice here, some of the subjects that we want to cover, and maybe we'll get some to most of these, um, is how sickness entered this world 
according to the Scriptures now. Everything we're going to do here is going to be according to the Scriptures, not according to what we think or what we've come up with, but what does the Bible say? How sickness entered this world, why, um, excuse me, why healing is God's will for all. And uh, <clears throat> that's scriptural. You can see that clearly in the Word. But we're going to look at that. And then yet, um, we're going to go over some yeah, but what abouts? Common objections to divine healing cleared up. You know, whenever, uh, whenever you travel, if you ever travel the world, you'll find a, anywhere in the globe you go. And this is proven by missionaries that I've talked to and others that I haven't, but uh, they've reported it. They said, uh, anywhere in the globe you go, you start preaching divine healing, they'll say, yeah, but what about Job's boils? Yeah, but what about Paul's thorn? Yeah, but what about Trophimus have I let at Miletus sick? You know, and and they say, everywhere you go, the devil made sure they heard about Paul's thorn, Job's boils, something else, you know. But the devil didn't seem to let them know about Jesus' stripes. You know, so we got to look at all those, yeah, but what abouts? See what the Bible actually says. Do you realize we could take five whole weeks just on the book of Job, you know? But uh, we'll just hit some high spots in the book of Job. But anyway, we'll look at some of those things. See, really, in order to receive from God, we have to get rid of a lot of those, yeah, but what abouts? Like if a person, you want to get a person saved. Yeah, but what about all the other religions? There's many ways to God. You got to show them from the scriptures. If they're going to receive, they have to clear all those things up, you know. So same thing about healing. All right. Methods of divine healing. And that could be, that you could take five weeks just on that. But uh, we're going to at least hit some of the high spots. Does God always initiate a person's healing? In other words, sometimes people are just waiting on God to do something. But is it always that way? Do we, we, we want to look at that. And then uh, the role of faith in divine healing. Uh, how to receive your healing. Why healing isn't always instant. You look up the word healing. It'll probably say something like this in the dictionary. If you look it up in the dictionary, um, it'll say the recovery of the body from a diseased condition. Well, how many of you notice that that's not always instant? And even in the Bible, it's not always instant. So we want to look at that. And sometimes people throw away their confidence because they don't see anything instantly, you know. But it's not always instant. So uh, why, is not, why is healing not always instant? Why some aren't healed or lose their healing causes? We have to, that, you could take the whole session and just talk about that. I mean, I'm talking about the whole class every night. But uh, we'll hit some high spots, some main spots. Then why and how you can minister healing to others. Remember Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved, believeth not to be damned. These signs will follow them that believe. One of the things he said they'll do is lay hands on the sick. Praise God. So when and how you can minister healing to others. I don't know about you, but already I'm interested in this class. Next, the tangible healing anointing. Hallelujah. We're going to get into that some tonight. Ministering healing by faith versus gifts of the Spirit or the healing anointing. You know, a lot of people don't understand that there's different methods that God does this. And um, you have to understand those different things so you can cooperate with God. And then uh, one of the last things we have listed, at least, accounts of healing in Jesus' earthly ministry. You could take this whole class every night. I don't know how many sessions we have. Maybe, maybe uh, where's Kim? Maybe she knows how many nights we've got. But uh, you, could take, you could just take one, set, one you know, healing 
like for example, take the, the blind man and uh, just take one of those every night. You know, the next night take the woman with the issue of blood. Next night take the nobleman's son or something. And, and you could just spend the whole, every, I don't know how many weeks we got, but we could, we could only cover that subject, you know, and learn tremendous amounts of things. So uh, you pray for me. <laughs> we don't have time to get to it all, but we need to be led. And then, of course, you see the required textbook. <clears throat> I'm sure that this was covered, um, Christ the Healer. Um, did you cover, Kim, did you cover some of the other options that are here, the other books? I want you to see this. <clears throat> There's no excuse in our day <clears throat> for not knowing what the Bible says about divine healing for a couple reasons. Number one, you have a Bible. Yeah. Number two, there are many good books that just take, take what the Bible says and help you to understand it. And here's a list of some of them. We've got a list here, Healing the Sick by T.L. Osborne. I think we might have all these in our bookstore. Maybe, maybe one of them I think we don't have, but I know we've got that one. Healing the Sick, Bodily Healing and the Atonement by Mr. T.J. McCrossin and Kenneth Hagin. And then the rest of these are Brother Hagin's God's Medicine, How to Keep Your Healing. Healing Belongs to Us, Hear and Be Healed, Keys to Scriptural Healing. Seven Things You Should Know About Divine Healing, The Healing Anointing, Jesus the Healer by E.W. Kenyon. And then we have in the bookstore, maybe in the back table here, um, we have a, a scripture CD that I did on the Word on health and healing. I just go over different scriptures on health and healing. So <clears throat> there's, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to, I don't think anyway, be able to read all those books between now and the end of this, this class. But I would encourage you to at least get a, a, a you know, Pick out certain ones of those and uh, put those in your library and make it a part of your study. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to see you. Are you ready to get into this class tonight? I was uh, planning on starting, kind of just going down through the list of subjects that I just mentioned to you. That's how I kind of planned on approaching it. But um, I got all, really, I got all changed around how to approach this. The Lord dealt with me very, very definitely. He said, I just simply want you to start talking and just start right out and start talking about the healing anointing. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to, we're going to start talking about that tonight. And, um, and so really to, to do that, we're going to have to, we're going to have to study Jesus ministry. Um, back in, uh, August the 15th of 1990, you might remember that was a Wednesday night. <laughs> I mean, that was a Wednesday. <clears throat> um, I remember that because it was uh, marked, it was a marked day for me. I was, uh, my wife and I, we had uh, been married a couple years. We went to church that night there in, in uh, Bible school where we were. And we never, uh, we were we had an apartment, but these friends of ours had a home that they were out of town for vacation a week or two. I don't remember how long it was, but we were house sitting for them. And we were glad because we were living in a one or two bedroom apartment. I don't uh, remember how, if we had moved yet out of the one, but anyway, we were glad to get in a bigger home, stay in a bigger place. So we, we were glad we stayed there. And so we went back to their house. We were the only ones there that night to, to go to bed, but we um, got back after church and, and, and Debbie was learning the piano. So she went over to the piano and just started practicing or playing. She was singing something. And uh, so I just said, well, here's a good time, opportunity for me to spend some time in prayer. And I remember I got down between the couch and the, the, the uh, coffee table of that little living room there. And I remember just kind of getting on my knees and praying. 
And I'll never forget, I heard it as distinct, not audibly, but I heard it from in my heart, just as distinct as anything I've ever heard God say to me. He said, I have given to you a ministry of healing. And, uh, you know, it just sort of startled me. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I was just fellowshipping with the Lord. I wasn't asking him about healing or anything like that. I was just fellowshipping with the Lord. And, so, and he spoke that to me. Well, I wrote that down because I wanted to catch that. I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to slip past it. And uh, so I, I wrote that down. And I just didn't know for sure what all that meant. I just assumed because I didn't want to, I didn't want to go further with it than what the Lord meant with it. I didn't want to put my own interpretation on it. But one thing I knew, it wouldn't be wrong to assume out of Jesus saying that to me. It wouldn't be wrong for me to say, well, then I'm going to have to spend some time ministering on the subject of divine healing. You know, I mean, that's duh. <laughs> so I just, I, I knew I could assume that much. I knew he wanted me at least to teach on the subject of divine healing. So I didn't, uh, I didn't want to go any further than that. I didn't want to assume any anointing was associated with that or add something to it that he didn't say, you know. Because, you know, you, people find, you, they'll find out that you're not, you're, you're, you're telling something that's not true. That's right. If you claim something and nothing ever happens. <laughs> I don't want to be found out, you know. People lose confidence in you. So I just, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just make it a point now. I'm going to minister on divine healing. And see, we had been involved in the healing school there at that time for maybe a year. And uh, well, see, 87, uh, September. Let's see, it had been about, about a year we had been involved in the healing school at that time. And the, at the Kenneth Hagin Ministries there. And, uh, but we had never done any... Well, I should take that back. We had probably taught a few times in the healing school, but not anything substantial. And so I didn't know what to uh, do. I just said, well, I'm going to make it a point to study and minister and, and uh, teach people about divine healing. So I just made that mental note, wrote it down. And I went forward to do that and really was, uh, started getting more opportunities in the healing school. And then eventually, uh, over the process, I would say of about uh, a year... I started in the back of the, because there was, there was two classes a day, one in the morning, one at night, on what they had, the healing school there. I'm getting to something. I know, I'm, I'm just, uh, you're not sure what I'm getting to, but I'm getting to something. So I was, uh, I was doing, some of the teaching that I was doing was in the mornings, in the afternoons, uh, Keith Moore, who many of you who heard of or know of, he was doing most all the afternoons. And I would go over to the afternoon classes just to learn and receive and hear the word and, and, um, and, and really to help out in any way, you know, sort of help set up tables, registration table, just do whatever, you know, help to get the class, greet people when they came in, just, just to help. And I was, I'll never forget because in the process of about a year over that period of time, because he usually laid hands on the sick Thursday, night, Thursday afternoons in healing school because many times after that he started going out of town. Friday, he would have classes in the Bible training center all in the morning and then he would take off on a plane, go somewhere to preach for the weekend and that left the Friday afternoon service open and they, they had various people teaching there. But um, I hadn't done a whole lot of teaching there yet, but they eventually had me. Anyway, the point is, he would lay hands on people on Thursday afternoon for healing. And um, I would just stand in the back, reach out my hands, and just, just uh, you know, get in agreement with whoever's receiving. 
And I'll never forget during one of those times, I had my hand out like that and my hand just started burning. Like, well, really, it, it kind of hurt like pins and needles kind of burning. It was kind of a, you know, an unusual tingly burning kind of a sensation. Well, I just thought, because I had been sitting at that back table, I had a chair and I was sitting at that table and I had my arms, you know, I'm sitting there like this. And sometimes I'd sit there like this. I thought maybe I had the circulation cut off. I'm just telling you, I'm just thinking naturally, you know. And I thought maybe, you know, I've just got pins and needles or something, you know. And so I didn't think much about it. I just kind of forgot about it. I don't know how long it was again. It was usually, uh, uh, you know, every couple of weeks it would happen to me. And, uh, and so eventually after a period of a couple of months that happening, I just said, Lord, I think there's something to this. I don't want to make anything up. It just seems like there's an anointing in my hand. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, was, it would manifest whenever he's ministering under that anointing. Now, somebody say, why would it manifest? You weren't laying hands on the sick. You ever notice that the anointing came on Samson in the camp sometimes? And uh, that anointing was, was on him in the camp, but there was no Philistines there. Because the anointing that he had was to deliver Israel from the Philistines. But the anointing would come on him at times before he even got out amongst the Philistines, just in the camp. I believe it was training sessions. You know, he was, God was trying to school him and here's what it's like, you know, and so forth and so on. But uh, it would just come into my hand, and I, I didn't want to assume anything, but I just said, uh, it just seems like there's an anointing coming into my hand. I'm supposed to minister with this anointing. But, you know, there's no opportunity for it, at least in the PM service. And so after a period of, I don't remember exactly, I'm, I'm guessing maybe four or five, six months or something like that, of that happening maybe every few weeks or a couple of weeks. I'll never forget it. After one of the prayer, one of the ministry lines, Keith Moore, afterwards, he called me up. Now, I had never said a word to him. In fact, never, never even said a word to Debbie, Pastor Debbie. I just, I just kept it to myself. But I was praying and talking to God about it. You know, what is this? What's going on? And, and so after one of, the, one of the prayer lines, he called me up and he laid his hands on my head. And, and started uh, speaking to me by the Spirit about some things. And then he said, hold out your hands. So I held out my hands. He put his hands in my hands. And he said, obey, obey. He said it three times. Obey, obey, obey. And he said, when you obey, there will be an increase. Amen. Power of God went into me. I went out. I lay on the floor for a while. And they dismissed the service. And, um, and then I, you know, I'm laying on the floor thinking, well, you know, I might be slow, but I get this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see, you don't want to make something up. The Lord hadn't said something to me about the anointing. He just said, I've given to you a ministry of healing. Well, how many of you know anything God calls you to? He's going to go equip you to do what he's called you to do. I mean, wouldn't it be terrible? He calls you to, to preach, but there's no anointing to preach. Everybody be going, oh, forget this. You know, I'm going home. <laughs> so anything he calls you to do, he's going to anoint you to do. So he called me to, to a ministry to the, to the sick, ministry of healing to the sick. Praise God. Well, I didn't know for sure what all that meant, but Brother Moore laid his hands on me and said, obey, obey, obey. In other words, that anointing is for you. That's in your hand. It's not for you to tell people, oh, that tingles, that hurts, you know, that... No, it's to, it's to minister. When God anoints me or he anoints somebody else, he doesn't anoint them 
so that they can talk about, oh, look at me, I'm somebody. He anoints them because he wants that anointing to be released into somebody else's life. And he really wasn't thinking of me when he anointed me. He was thinking of people that are sick. And we're going to get into the word about that tonight. Well, I said, okay, I get this. Obey, obey, obey. <laughs> and when you do, there'll be an increase. I can, I can understand this, you know. And so I said, all right, all right. Well, next, opportunity, next time I teach in AM Healing School, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach the word. And then I'm going to call for a healing line. Never had done that. Never had laid hands on the sick, just teaching them the word, which is a, which is a bad rut. Hello. How many of you know, we don't want to talk about the word all these weeks and then go home and say, isn't that wonderful what Jesus did years and years and years ago? Isn't that wonderful what happened back in the fifties? Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, we had a good time talking about those good old days. We'll see you next service. I'm on action. So um, I, I said, all right, we're going to lay hands on people. Next time I get a chance. Next time I got a chance, I taught the word for a while, but I cut it short in time to lay hands on people. And I called people up and I don't remember how many came up, but I'm guessing only about 10. You know, there's only about 40 or 50 people in that morning class, morning healing school. Um, but anyway, so I think there's about maybe 10 people that came up. And I, the first person that I came to, no, I take that back. I don't think it was the, uh, I think it was one of the first or second people there. But anyway, this lady uh, came up and she had lupus. I don't know if you've ever heard of lupus. Anybody ever heard of lupus? Uh, there's a testimony in here I'll be sharing with you tonight of another lady healed of lupus. This is a, this is a different lady, though, that I'm telling right now. She, was, she had lupus, and I didn't, I'd never heard of the word at the time, didn't know what it was. The thing about God is you don't have to know what everything is. <laughs> Somebody can come up and say, I've got the hoogamooga, and you go, I don't know, bam. <laughs> you know? You know, people, I, I've, I've learned over the years some of the names of different diseases, but I still don't know what they are. Like angina. I heard that when I was reading one of these testimonies. Angina. I'm thinking, I'm not sure what that is, but, you know, just person was healed. Praise God. See, medical doctors, they have to know everything about it in the natural. The healing power doesn't say, doesn't, well, how do we do this here now? You know, healing power just goes in, zaps it. <laughs> So I laid hands on her and she was completely healed of lupus. Praise God. Now somebody said, how do you know she's completely healed? Well, that was, uh, that was there in that, that class that that happened. And uh, she told us a little bit about the power. She sensed the power of God going into her. But I think how many years was it? Maybe two, three years later. Couldn't have been much longer than that because of when we started traveling a lot more. But we were in a winter Bible seminar service one time. And, and the power of God was moving strong and the service was dismissed, but there's a whole lot of drunks laying around. I'm talking about drunk on the spirit. And so we, uh, we were not real together ourselves and we were holding on to pews, going from pew to pew, leaving the building. Never forget it. And I heard somebody, now if you've ever been to Raymond Bible Church Auditorium, the one they have now, it was, it's now real big. And I heard somebody, we were about halfway across the auditorium because our car was in the, you know, parked by the other lot. So we had to go across the auditorium. We were about halfway across and the rest of the way across, you know, there was, I heard somebody say, Reverend Eberly. And I, I didn't, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of at a distance, didn't know who it was. 
And uh, it's a lady, and uh, she's about half standing, half on the floor. She's kind of on one knee, and she's going, hello, Reverend Everly. And I, I didn't know who she was, but she said, you don't know who I am, do you? And I said, no, and I got over there, and she said, I'm the lady that was healed of lupus in healing school back there a few years ago. She said, I have no symptoms. I'm completely off all the medications. And she said, I'm still healed. And she, she fell out under the power again, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, she's, that was how many, two, three years later, and she's still healed. So we started uh, laying hands on the sick more and more and more. And we have, I, I just, uh, now this is about a third of the, well, not even a third, I don't think, of the testimonies we have here. You can see some in there. I'm going to read some of these tonight of the ones that we have. Now, now, um, now uh, you know, uh, Usually, you get about one out of every t uh, 10, 15, or 20 you get, you get record of because people don't tell you everything. You know, they, they go their way healed, but they don't write back and tell you about it. Probably even more than that. So I think we could safely say, I was figuring it up the other day, I think we could safely say, we've seen that, that uh, of the meetings we were in, I think we can safely say probably over 1,500 people healed uh, that, that were all kinds of diseases cancers, tumors. Um, the interesting thing, you know, I've talked to you about in the times past. I'm just sharing a little bit here to get, before we get started, get into the word, just sharing a little bit about what God is, how God uses us. Amen. You know, here at the church, we don't talk a whole lot about the healing anointing because we're sort of ministering as a pastor. But God's been dealing with me to talk more about it. And this class is one opportunity to to get back in that flow because really, to be honest with you, I'm not flowing in as much as I was before right now. But, but it doesn't mean it's not there. God's dealing with me. Get back into that. Praise the Lord. So um, I'm going to read to you some of these testimonies and the proof of the pudding's in the eating. In other words, if we don't have anything, then what are all these people doing healed? You know, why do they all say that, that, that I felt a tangible power and, you know, he laid hands on me. And, and we don't have the time to go through all of them, but if I went through all of them, a vast majority, uh, well, I shouldn't say majority, but the, the, there's, a, there's a much higher percentage, I'll put it that way, much higher percentage of people healed in different areas of bones and skeletal problems than anything else. I didn't even bring all those. I brought maybe uh, five or six of those, and I'm, I'm not even thinking I'm going to read all those. Yeah, amen? Why is that? Because I believe there's something on our life that's particularly along that line. The second most common thing in these testimonies is tumors and growths disappearing. Praise God. But then there's all kinds of things in here. You want to hear some of these? I just got all stirred up about it. And the Lord said, just take, take some of them and read some of them in the class. So we're going to do that. Now, somebody said, well, what about the word? We're getting there. I've really shared with you things that are all over the word already. But, um, you know, here's one. I think here, here's, uh, let's see here. This, this little 10-year-old girl from uh, Sullivan, Illinois, uh, New Life Tabernacle. I remember Pastor Dave Dolan. I had an earache and it hurt very bad, a little 10-year-old girl. I had an earache and it hurt very bad. Now it's perfectly healed and it does not hurt at all. Um, sorry, it's a little boy, Aaron. I guess that could be a girl or a boy, really. Praise God. She said, or he said, I had a piece of cotton and oil in my ear after it was healed. I took it out. <laughs> and I was drunk in the spirit after I was healed. 
Praise God. Now, I think I put these, um, many of these are uh, neck and back problems. I came to the altar in front of the church, and uh, some of these are hard to read. Um, received prayer by Pastor Jay Eberly and his wife. The power of God came upon myself as I was surprised that the Lord... I was surprised that the Lord bent my back side to side and healed my back in which I was blessed. From, in which I was blessed. The, the healing was from a serious uh, injury during a car wreck in November of 1988. Praise God. So, I, in other words, whenever the anointing came on him, the Holy Ghost bent him back and forth, did a little chiropractic work. Um, I'd been experiencing some, some very depressing pain in my left chest cavity, weariness, and difficulty in breathing. You said there was someone having pain in their chest, uh, more like the heart. I responded, by, uh, I responded, you prayed for me, addressing my heart. I was slain in the spirit. When I got up, I was weak with uh, minor discomfort, praising Jesus. In three hours, total healing manifested in my body. Um, some of these top ones are just a lot of the same ones. I don't take a lot of time. I couldn't breathe because either the right uh, the left side of my lungs were uh, closed at all times. Even my nose was closed up. Also, my back hurt around the middle. When I went up for prayer for my lungs, slowly a warm feeling came over me, and my lungs immediately began clearing up. I can even breathe through my nose. Also, my back no longer hurts. Um, I injured my right wrist and arm hand, and hand shoveling gravel in May of 1994. It never healed, and I developed a bump on my wrist. My hand burned and I couldn't do tasks that required manual dexterity. I made a doctor's appointment for um, August 10th, 1994. I came forward with my husband during the service for prayer and Jay asked if there was a physical problem that needed healing. He laid hands on me, so did Debbie, and the knot and pain were gone. I canceled my doctor's appointment and have no problems with it. Praise God. Um, some of these first ones, uh, you just wait, to get, wait till we get into this folder. You got to hear this folder. Everybody still all right out there? Yeah, yeah that was in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, here's St. Louisville, Ohio. Um, I'm 41 years old. I've had rheumatoid arthritis since age 27. It has been in my right elbow from October 1993 through Jay's first meeting continuously. Day and night, pain. I was sitting on my, in my seat when people began moving to the altar after Jay was, <clears throat> had called several individually. Others were coming up for prayer also. I felt impressed to stay where I was and believe God for healing. I received it instantaneously as soon as I raised the arm up. Praise God. <clears throat> Dothan, Alabama. Uh, for the last year, I had terrible pain and swelling in my left knee also. Huge knot on side of knee. It was painful to walk on, oh, and climb stairs. Jay Eberly called out joint pain. I went forward. He told me to place my hand on the knee and speak to the pain. Then he told me to run. Then the next night, he told me to run again. <laughs> Since that day, there's no more pain for to God be the glory. Here's one. This is from, uh, I'm pretty sure this is right up here in Independence, Iowa. Um, yeah. There it is. Uh, let's see here. I went up front for my thyroid, but God used you and Brother Rick. That's a friend of mine that ministered in, in that church up there. You know Pastor Lance Fricky. He came here to the, uh, you know, if I'm lying, I'm really in trouble, you know, because right here I'm preaching somebody close you could contact. <laughs> 
Um, I went to the front, I went up front for my thyroid, but God used you and brother Rick and Janice to pray for my stomach. At first I was a little confused because that is not what I went up for. <laughs> Later in the service, you stated that God was healing and made lumps and bumps disappear. Then God brought to my attention the fear of going to the doctor about my stomach because I thought it could be something I did not want to deal with. The Lord told me I... The Lord told me I have healed you and fear no more. Tuesday night I went to church, so excited to be going to church. I could not get there fast enough. Also, with so much from God on Sunday, I thought I, <clears throat> I got everything I needed and was going to help others and be excited for others. Little did I know that God has in store for me. I had been raised in a church that allowed the move of God and the gifts of God. I, al I always am so happy to see others so blessed from God. I, I love being in a service where people laugh, jump, sing, run, get plain drunk. <laughs> I've personally been blessed by doing some of these things, but not all. I went up front to get prayed for again, this time for my allergies. Went up again for her allergies. She's already healed of a stomach problem and uh, thyroid. She said, I went up for my allergies. Um, lost my place here. Where's... Uh, okay, went up for my allergies. Uh, you were... You were two people away from me and stated, someone is having trouble with their nose. I lifted my hand and began to pray for, and, and, and uh, you began to pray for me. Talk about being on fire. My nose burned most of the night. <laughs> In the morning, I noticed I was not breathing out of my, I was not breathing out of my mouth, so was out, some of these are hard to read, but was out of my nose for the first time. It seemed so different, different in doing so that I would laugh to myself and sometimes out loud. So she got, she got an overhaul, heel of allergies, thyroid, and stomach. Praise the Lord. Amen. Here's Hanukkah, Virginia. I remember this church. This is way back in the country. This is a, this is a country church. From a teenager till, till now, I've had tubes uh, put Tubes were put in, my, in her ears. Okay, this is their daughter, I think. In her ears, after prayer, healing restored, and she hears fine. Praise the Lord. Um, here's a lady. There's more to this story than I have time to get into. Um, she was healed. Let's see here. This lady was up in, oh, I'm wanting to say, where was that lady at? We went up there with her pastor, sat down with her. New Hampshire, I believe it was. Massachusetts. Um, this is, uh, she, she said, you've been, on my you've been in my thoughts so many times over the last few months. I feel like I should have written sooner, but I guess it has taken me a while to know what I know, that, to know that I know that I know that I am healed. She, had, she didn't have the healing. She didn't go to a place where they taught healing, and so she wasn't sure, you know, how to receive and all that. That's what she's saying there. We, I remember this case well. Shortly after we met at our church, because we went up there and we sat down with her, because she had come to healing school, and we had a word of knowledge um, that someone needed to act in faith for this lady, and, she's, and um, she got healed of a tumor. But um, that's what happened in healing school. Then we went up to see, because she called, and she started losing her healing. Her pastors wanted us to come up. So we sat down. We were up there preaching in the area. And so we went up there and we sat down with her and her pastor. I think her husband and her children were there. But, um, and we, and it, was a, it, was a, it was a struggle because the pastor was kind of half in, didn't believe in all this. 
you know. So, so there's a whole lot more to this story, which I'll get into some other time. But she said, shortly after we, went, we met at our church, I returned to Duke to be started on the bone marrow transplant protocol. If you remember, I had cancerous tumors on my liver and in the vertebrae. I had some x-rays done here at home two weeks prior to going to Duke that raised some questions in the minds of the doctors because the, tumor, the tumors in my liver were half their original size and the tumor in my back was gone. So two weeks later, the middle of October, I, met, I went to Duke to have x-rays there and the tumors were gone. All the tumors were gone. Praise God. I was then denied the transplant, liver transplant, because um, there was no cancer there to treat. The doctors don't understand it, but decided that possibly I had, I had a delayed reaction to the chemotherapy I had last spring. <laughs> last spring. So that's a year and a half ago. <laughs> but now I know that I have been healed by God's word. Praise God. There's more to that story, but I wanted you to see the power of God working. River Falls, Wisconsin. I had pain in the left side of my body all the way down. This is just another back pain problem. I don't have time to read all these. I could be here all night. Um, right there's another one. Just a lot of back pain, neck pain right there. I don't have time to read all those. Just, I want to get to some of these in this folder. <clears throat> Hallelujah. This lady had a problem with ovarian cysts from over, for over a year. I don't remember. I don't think we know. Let's see here. Corpus Christi, Texas. Oh, yeah. I remember this church. Pastor Daryl Smith. Um, she had ovarian cysts for over a year, almost a year and a half. That's the, uh, in that time, I saw different doctors. First, I won't take time to read all this. She was diagnosed wrong at first. Then they finally diagnosed her with cysts. And then they said, okay, you have to be on this medication. If you ever get off of it, they'll come back. And so she didn't want to stay on it. So she came off of it because they had gone away. And then she, um, you know, got off of it and they came back um, then she says, I was really wanting God to miraculously heal me instead of using a doctor to heal me. I was struggling so hard with my faith. I'll skip some of this. On Sunday, March 19th, 2000, Mr. Eberly visited Cornerstone Church and said, for anyone with a growth to go forward, I went forward and was prayed for. Mm. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm just going to flow in the Holy Ghost during these meetings. I don't know why, but just as soon as I said that, fire lit up in both of my hands. Hallelujah. Uh, I went forward and was prayed for. I began to laugh. On Monday, March 20th, 2000, uh, that's the next day, I went to the doctor and was told the cyst was gone and that I did not need, need to have, I did not need, did not have to take any, medic, any medicine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that has a cyst in your body right now? Assist. Come up here. I'm going to lay hands on you right now. I'm just going to flow with the Holy Ghost in this class. We're not going to just talk about healing. We're going to demonstrate. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give me a little more space than that because um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Both of my hands lit up. <clears throat> I'm going to share with you. I'm going to, see, my supply, one of my supplies of the body of Christ is this healing anointing. So if I just keep it to myself, then I'm not making my supply. Amen. Now, um, 
in order to, in order to uh, get the best results, we're just going to take a little time with each person that's right here tonight. Amen. And I know that some of this might be a little bit, you know, embarrassing, but I'm not, I don't want to get into any embarrassing things. I just want to know a little bit of details. Is it in the female organs for either of you or both of you? Okay, come here. Um, put your hands on her stomach and on her back because I need to put my hands on her stomach on top of your hands. Why don't you switch sides so I can get this right hand on her stomach in the name of Jesus. Now, let me ask you this. Is there any pain associated with this? No pain. You just went to the doctor and the doctor said it was there? Or, okay. All right. So there's no, other than the doctor said it's there, are there any symptoms whatsoever that you're comfortable tonight talking about? Okay. All right. All right. Mm. Lay your hands on her again, hon. There comes an anointing. Now I'm going to lay my hands on my wife's hands. In the name of Jesus. Satan, take your hands off of her cycle. Sis, I command you to die now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now put your hands on her stomach also. Is this in the female organs as well? In the name, I lay my hands on you. And I release that anointing that Jesus, the head of the church, put in me in the name of Jesus. And I command sis to die in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you stand with me? Just lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, Danielle. <laughs> That power went into, and you, you probably felt it. Yeah. And so from now on, you know what to do. You, you believe you've received. Is that right? Hallelujah. Kim, you know that too. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Since, since there's no way to, uh, you know, check tonight, then we, we just go our way believing it, you know, that it happened. And praise the Lord. And she'll have a good report for us. Both these ladies have a good report for us. Let's thank God some more before we get back into this. <clears throat> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Glory be to God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Praise 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 you, Jesus. I'm just checking my heart, seeing if there's anything else the Lord wants. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. 
Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. All right. You can be seated. You aren't tired of this, are you? <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to take a lot of time. This is going to be different. You've had the word preached to you, 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 the word preached to you. We're not going to just come in here and teach and say, amen, goodbye, good, go home. We're going, to, we're going to flow in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Here's one from uh, Aurelia, Ontario. Uh, this probably came out of the Barry, Ontario meeting. Yeah, there it is. Terry, Pastor Terry Hayes. Um, Reverend Eberly had us stand in the gap for family members with cancer. We received prayer clause, which he prayed over. You know, that's scriptural. Acts 19. He prayed over. We took two Kleenexes and placed them between the cloths so we could leave the cloths with the church. I don't know what that means, but... Um, Reverend Everly anointed them. We took one to my mother-in-law, 85 years old, who was to have skin cancer in two days. Well, surgery probably, skin cancer in two days. She probably meant surgery. And laid it on the cancer. When she saw the doctor two days later, the cancer was gone. Hallelujah. The other one was laid on my father, 76 year old, years old, who had an open running skin cancer on his face for four months. He had received radiation and surgery, but to no avail. Within five days of laying the anointed cloth on him, he was not aware of, it, that, of, of this being done, the cancer was gone, and the place where it was was baby flesh. Then she said, praise you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So two cancers healed right there in that one testimony. Here's Blairsville, PA. Uh, my wife and I had been believing for over 20, or excuse me, over two years to have a baby. We would, we would quote the word of God at night over my wife's womb, calling, her, calling it fruitful. But in July of 1995, Jay and Debbie had a week of camp meeting services at our church. The Lord, the, Lord, the, the Lord began to speak to me about giving my whole month's salary into their meeting. Praise the Lord. I didn't, know, remember, I didn't remember that, but it must not have been a very big salary. I might have remembered it. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a slam. I'm just saying I just don't remember it. Um, my, the Lord began to deal with me by giving the whole month's salary into the meeting. I struggled with this for a while, but my wife and I knew it was the Lord, so we did it. It was a giant step of faith for us. Six weeks after the meeting, we discovered my wife was pregnant. When we determined the time of conception, it was the week of camp meeting. When we gave in faith in the ministry to the Eberleys. Praise the Lord. Just so everybody knows this, I knew nothing about the conception, so... <laughs> But that's a good testimony. Um, Osterville, Massachusetts. Um, Pastor Mike Petzer. Since uh, 1985, I, have been I had been diagnosed by an injury to the upper third of my body. It involved the areas of, she named the vertebrae, of my spine. The sensory nerves coming out of the spine 
outside the column and soft tissue damage of the shoulders, uh, neck, face, and left arm. The symptoms were chronic pain, inability to stand upright for long periods of time, frequent uh, vascular headaches, and intermittent depression. I knew that God could release these bondages and would. I am a new Christian, two years in the Lord, and I'm limited in my knowledge of the Word. I believe the, the block was an, un, was an informational one. In other words, she had been endeavoring to receive, but there was a block. She said it was an informational block. Now, I needed information from the Word of God. I, that stood out to me when I read that the other day. <clears throat> Brother Jay preached the word of truth that night. I heard 1 Peter 2.24 and Isaiah 53.4 and 5. Anybody know what they are? Surely. That's Isaiah. And knew the promises of God to take in prayer and be healed. I went forward when Brother Jay called for someone with a left shoulder problem because it all had happened during an attack on my left arm. The Spirit told me that's how it entered and that's how it's going to leave. And it did. It has been completely restored. No pain, no limited motion. It seems there's no physical memory in my body of it ever having been there. Glory to God. The healing is so complete. Get this. It's so complete that an old fracture site in my left forearm. Now the healing is up here in her shoulder. But an old fracture site in my left forearm that had healed with a bump in childhood is also now smooth. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The truth has set me free. Praise God. You still having fun out there? Oh, here's that young lady, that young girl, Hannah Young, three and a half years old that had stopped growing. Finley, Ohio. They didn't give a lot of details, but the pastor wrote us a letter and gave us more. For 13 months before she had, this is the parents writing, for 13 months before she had quit growing, doctors said she had no growth at all and needed to be tested for growth hormone treatments. After prayer, she went to doctor six weeks later and had grown three quarters of an inch. She went to doctor six months later and grew two and a quarter inches. Doctor said she no longer needs growth hormones and, and, and treatments. <clears throat> If that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. Uh, I want to save this one for last. This is one of the best ones ever. Um, Huntsville, Alabama. I, could, I couldn't hear, this is a 14-year-old uh, Maria, 14-year-old girl. I couldn't hear out of my left ear. Remember this? I couldn't hear out of my left ear. When, when Debbie put her finger in my ear and pulled it out, it popped open. Just like that. Yeah, the sound man was also deaf in that church. There was three healings <laughs> in, in one ear, just in one ear. <laughs> that when I first heard it, I'm like, the sound man was deaf? He said, just one ear. <laughs> Christian said, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But there's three people healed of deafness that night. One was the sound man, this girl, and who else? The drummer was healed. <laughs> Praise God. What about that lady that had been beaten up by her boyfriend? Wasn't that in that church and thrown in the dumpster? What, wasn't that in that church? That was Huntsville. There was, I remember that healing too. We've had, Pastor Davis had a number of people healed in their ears. Praise the Lord. Granger, Indiana. Bone spurs in my left heel. Hip aching. 
hips aching, lumps under my tongue since last Thursday, a lot of breast pain in my left breast where I had had surgery one and a half years ago, twitching in my left eye. Um, doctors re required thyroid medication, I guess that's what that says. Um, uh, phew, this is hard to read. Uh, I hurt my throat esophagus area, if I can read that right. <clears throat> Felt like an infection was setting in, if I can understand that right. Um, <clears throat> uh, Jay said to speak healing out over the body and lay hands on the body that needed healing. He said to speak out my... I, don't, I can't read it. My, my foot was healed by the stripes of Jesus. That night he had a prayer line and I received healing from all of the first five of these symptoms. Bone spurs gone, hip aching gone, lump under the tongue gone, pain in the breast. Is that four or five there? <laughs> then on Wednesday I sat in the service. I was healed in my throat uh, and chest area. Um, I can't read the rest of it. It's just, that was hard to read. But anyway, they got an overhaul. <laughs> this one's Louise Cooper. I forgot all about Miss Louise Cooper. Sweetest lady. She made us food. That's why she's sweet. <laughs> um, she was real funny. She, and, and, and I reminded, when I, I was reminded how funny she is whenever she, I looked at this, because there's a place to ask for the age. And what does it say on the age right there? Yes. <laughs> she's in, she in her probably in her 70s remember this is down in Madison Alabama sweet lady just a lot of fun but full of the Holy Ghost <clears throat> she came out of the Methodist church not, not, she was not a Methodist but she came out of the Methodist if I remember right um, this testimony is, giving, is given only to glorify God we're not we're, we are nothing without him I Louise Cooper injured my knees at work August 1993 I went to an orthopedic uh, to find what was causing such pain in my knees. The last thing one needs when one is in pain is to have a doctor look, doctor look at you and say, oh my, your knees look ugly. <clears throat> There's nothing that can be done. You'll have to live with it. My orthopedic told me surgery wouldn't help my knees. He told me the ligaments and cartilage were badly injured and the muscles were going because I was unable to use my legs during, uh, due to the injury. I rebuked those words the doctor said to me, but, for I serve a big God. I was not going to limit my God in any way. The things which are impossible with man are possible with God. <clears throat> I was standing on his word. The doctor drained three to five cc's of fluid off my knees several times so I could walk the best I could. He gave me shots for pain. I was living on aspirin and Tylenol to keep my sanity. I couldn't sleep due to the pain, unable to walk for months at a time. I knew there was nothing my God couldn't do. There was no doubt my God could and would heal me. I knew that my healing came. Uh, I knew that my healing, I knew when my healing came, it would be perfect with no pain. I prayed and trusted God for my healing. I had to climb three flights of stairs several times a day at work. I would pray, God, I would pray and quote God's word just to climb those steps. And she goes over a lot of things she would, she would quote. <clears throat> As I prayed and trusted God, my healing came slowly. I'm skipping some things. I had, uh, I had many hands laid on me for prayer. My pastor, names him, um, kept working with me and, and I began to recover basically to make a long story short. <clears throat> On September uh, 26, 1995, 1995, 
Tuesday p.m., Reverend Jay and Debbie Everly were holding a meeting at Quarterstone Word of Life in Madison, Alabama. During the services, while I was praying, praising and just loving on Jesus, telling him how much I loved him, I told him I never wanted to be out of his presence one minute. I longed to be in the secret place of the Most High, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. He, for he is my refuge and fortress, my God, and him do I trust. <laughs> I see, might be a preacher. Um, Reverend Jay Eberly called me out of the congregation to come up front. As Reverend Eberly started praying, all I remember him saying was, God knows how much you love him. I was just telling Jesus that, she said. Oh, isn't God so good? Reverend Jay said to me, kneel down here for a few minutes. I said to myself, oh Lord, please help me. As I was kneeling, God did a work in my life. I had believed and trusted God for the healing of my legs. God threw in a bonus. I was also healed of rheumatoid arthritis. I had arthritis since 1971. The cold weather and ice this year had not affected my bones at all. Glory to God. This is, she wrote the testimony later. Um, we limit God many times by not asking and trusting God for the abundance. Uh, God has totally healed me like I knew he would. To this day, February 23, 1996, that's over... That's a year. I, had no more, I have had no more pain. Praise God. My God can do anything but fail. There are x-rays and doctor's statements to back up my healing testimony. I thank God for the Eberly's ministry. Praise the Lord. Anybody still happy? Jesus is the healer. Amen. I, this is what the Lord told me to do tonight. Hallelujah. This doesn't give you faith, but it does, and, and it does help encourage you in your faith. You know, remember the Bible talks about the people would hear of Jesus, like the woman with the issue of blood. She heard of Jesus. Well, she must have heard what he, somebody must have passed on what he preached, and somebody must have passed on some testimonies. So she came because of what she heard. And I'm telling you, there's an anointing on our lives tonight. So here's one from Winter Park, Florida. Um, Oh, this is Pastor Joe, remember? Joe, Joe uh, this just says Pastor Joe here. Florida, Shining Light Bible Church. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis since, oh, I remember this one. Oh, man, do I remember this one. Uh, which caused constant pain for two years. My fingers were always swollen and sore. My elbows ached, so I could not keep them bent to hold a telephone to my ear. During the last three months, it seemed to flare up with a vengeance, causing me to severely limit my activities. Even walking or sitting for any time was painful and exhausting. Even pres uh, prescription, pres prescription medication, I guess he's trying to say, gave no relief. After a word of knowledge through Jay Eberly about people in pain, I came forward for prayer. I remember this, distinctly remember this. I'll tell you why I remember it in a minute. Um, while in line, an, over, an overwhelming manifestation of the power of God knocked me to the floor. The reason I remember this is because I was two people away, I think, or just, just real close to this person when this happened. And I'll never forget it because um, I was fully aware that it was not just the power of God going into this person, but it was an evil spirit leaving their body. Right. And I told him so afterwards. Uh, an overwhelming manifestation of the power of God knocked me to the floor. I felt a great deliverance take place in my body. When I read that, they, I forgot that they had said it was a deliverance. 
You know, not every sickness is an evil spirit present, personally present. It's all, all because of the curse that came in because of Adam's sin, but it's not all a, an evil spirit personally present. But in this case, it was an evil spirit. Now, I remember, they didn't tell all the details here. I remember hearing more details about this. This person had lost their job just, I think, what was it, two weeks before this? Because they could no longer function. They were just, rheumatoid was taking over every joint in their body. They were becoming stiff. Eventually, they would have just become just like a post, you know. And um, praise God for the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I felt a great deliverance take place in my body as God, God's power swept over me. When I finally set up, Brother Jay laid hands on me and I fell out again, sensing the healing anointing. Two days since, and my physical abilities are completely restored with no pain. Glory to God forever. That person got their job back the very next day. I remember they went back and they said, I'm free. I'm going, I'm going back to work. <clears throat> Praise be to God. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Jesus. He's a healing Jesus. Amen. Coleman, Michigan. I think this was probably, um, oh, I know who this was. This, this happened in Effingham, Illinois, but they're from Michigan. Um, remember the guy I told you was healed of a large liver, enlarged liver? Remember that? This is his testimony. Um, the, there, we had a camp meeting in Effingham, Illinois, and this man came with the worship team because they had invited a, a guest worship team in to lead the singing at the camp meeting. And I had a word of knowledge one night that God wanted to heal somebody with an enlarged organ. And I didn't know what organ it was, but there was maybe four or five people came up. Um, and you remember, the, I've told you the story about the time that I saw an angel come in and they flew in and stood right beside. And they thrust, the angel thrust their hand into this lady's chest. And she had uh, got a brand new heart. This is in that same service. This man was actually on that worship team, but he had been backslidden for a while and had drank his liver away. His liver, uh, right here he said, liver inflamed enlarged due to years of alcoholic drinking when I was not serving God. He said, I was in the Ramada conference lobby just outside of the conference room when Jay received a word of knowledge that a man sitting in the section I had just left had an inflamed and enlarged eternal, internal organ. I don't remember that part that, that he had just left there. The music minister's wife retrieved me from the lobby. I came, I came in up to the front and Jay prayed and tapped me on the stomach and all pain vanished. Um, these are some pastors we know. The past, this man's pastor is somebody we know very well. He is completely restored. His liver is completely restored. Um, and uh, I remember talking to the, the band and team afterwards about him. And, and they said, he's a different man. He's just, he's on fire for God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Just about three or four more. Everybody still having, having fun? And these aren't all of them. These are just, uh, just, just some of them. Uh, Terre, Terre Haute, Indiana. I had angina. Don't know what that is. Maybe somebody does. Fullness in chest and congestive heart failure, irregular pulse, pucks, which is immature, immature beats in the heart, I guess. <clears throat> Shortness of breath. If I stood and clapped, I couldn't sing much in worship. I was tired much of the time with much fatigue. I had open heart surgery, four bypasses, two heart attacks, and last on September 98 and January 97, angioplasty. On one, on one bypass, again, got 
again got blocked. This guy needed an overhaul. Um, Joan is her name. Is the lady. Uh, I don't know. She does some medic, talks about some medical stuff. I don't understand. I want to thank you, Reverend Eberly, for being obedient when Pastor Morris asked if anyone had something. This was in Joe Morris's service. He was preaching that night. And he says, any of you ministers have something? And I had this. So I gave this out. Does anyone have something? You held my miracle in your mouth. I immediately felt lightness in my chest, began shaking all over. Now, that's, this, is the, this is the power of God. This is what I'm talking about, that anointing. I began shaking all over, which lasted about two hours. Then I could breathe deeper than previous. Then a warmth seemed to begin in, deep inside and penetrate outward for 30 minutes or so. Next day, I could walk and do stairs without chest pain or shortness of breath. Um, and... And the Lord, oh, some things are hard to read. Though the, the light feeling is still there and a blessedness of assurance from God that I'm healed. Praise God. Amen. Here's another one from down in uh, Alabama. I think the church we were preaching in was Dothan, Alabama, if I remember right. Um, this, came, this letter came in to the pastor. It was from a lady that attended. She wasn't a member of the church, but she had attended our meeting. My family and I visited your church January 11th, 2000. Jay Eberly was teaching on divine healing. This was our first time hearing this ministry. We purchased all the seminar tapes and began to listen to them, gaining valuable insight in how to exercise our faith. On February 16th, I went to have a mammogram, and the results were two masses, one, one centimeter and, uh, and one five, five millim, mm, millimeter, mm, is that a millimeter, and scattered densities. My doctor had called me and told me that further tests needed to be done. The following test was scheduled for February 22nd. The doctor showed me the, ex the area on x-ray and explained to me what I was looking at. Then the technicians and doctors took five different tests and nothing showed up. <clears throat> the doctor told me there was two other doctors. The doctor told me that there was two other doctors there and she would like them to run the test for the second time. And they did so. And again, the test showed no masses or densities. It was amazing to watch the doctors trying to find what the first test showed. They ran two of the tests for the third time. Praise God, not even a trace of the masses or densities was present in my body. My husband and I cho chose to stay in the circle of faith, not step out of not step out no matter what we hear the doctors say or what they showed us. Has anybody ever heard me talk about that? If you would like more information about Pastor Jay Everly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 